0: to the Renegade Aviator Radio Show with David Costa. Oh, oh.
1: hello,
2: up to wind on 2 air We are on the airfield and airspace. You are clear for takeoff. Have a good one. Thanks, Mo. Cleared for takeoff. Check your parker brake off. Check your trim set. Check your nozzle steering arm maneuver. it.
0: The Renegade Aviator combines jet air show performances and this radio show to promote aviation, excellence, overcoming obstacles, and achieving goals. Here he is, the Renegade Aviator, David Costa.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is David Costa, the renegade aviator. Each and every week we bring you people that demonstrate excellence. Why do you go to air shows? You go to air shows because you want to see excellence demonstrated. And this week, as I promised, nothing short of another person who demonstrates excellence over a long period of time. Jerry Jive Kirby from Fly Jive Fly, air show pilot on over 300 air shows, but has been a former And I'm not going to take any of the fire away from you, Jerry, but uh, F-15 pilot, F-4 pilot, welcome to the Renegade Aviator Radio Show. Thanks, David. It's a
2: pleasure to be here. Appreciate it.
1: I don't know if I should call you Jerry or Jive, but uh, Jive, (laughs) how about we use that for now? Tell us a little bit about your background when people come out to the air show and watch you fly.
2: I've had a love of aviation my entire life. When I was 11 years old, and took my first uh, plane ride at a county or a city fair, way back when. But I started, uh, I made a determination, I wanted to start flying. So at 15, I took my first flight lesson you know, with the hopes of soloing on my 16th birthday. I did that. I had uh, hopes to get my driver's license on my 16th birthday and then go soloing an airplane. I flunked my driver's license because I couldn't parallel park. So my mother had to drive me to get my first solo out of the way, which that thankfully was successful. On to get my pilot, my uh, private of my 17th birthday. I had my commercial instructor ratings, you know, when I was 18 and then uh, taking an ATP check ride earlier than my 23rd birthday with with the plan of just turning that shit in for my ATP on my 23rd birthday. And that happened too. So I guess I was an overachiever in in that regard. Got a lot of flying time, over 4,300 hours of flying time and decided uh, I really really wanted to go into the military and fly big, fast jets so I could go now be an airline pilot after getting out of C-5s or something like that. Got to pilot training, love the fast jet style of it, too. Graduated number one, got an F-15C, and then 23 years later, I exited that part of my life.
1: Right on. Coming out of the Air Force, you're flying really cool jets, and here you are now. You're still flying to this day. You're flying air shows, and you get a chance to fly some varied aircraft, at air shows, everything from an RV-8, right, into T-28s and even into other jet aircraft. Tell us a little bit about kind of the style of your act and and what
2: you're involved with right now at the air shows. Yeah, sure. I think it kind of lends it to how did I get in the air shows. And in 2005, in my last assignment in the military, I was uh, the commander at the 82nd Aerial Target Squadron down at Tyndall Air Force Base, and we were flying F-4 Phantoms we came up an opportunity to have to paint these things for corrosion control, so we're painting them anyway, and we painted them up in uh, all the colors that the Phantoms flew, you know, the last decades of service. Uh, That led to uh, me campaigning pretty hard to get the airplane into the Air Force Heritage flight. And uh, then in 2005, I did 11 show sites with the Phantom Heritage flight, and that hooked me incredibly uh, hard into the air show lifestyle. the People were just awesome. So, that transition of from the military into airshow world, I was real blessed to have that happen to me and then get the opportunity after I retired, leaving the Phantom behind. A very dear friend of mine, uh, Big Dog Fowler Carey, gave me the opportunity to fly his T 33. And uh, that launched me into flying for him for a number of years, getting experience. And then, uh, more jets. And then it went into props into where I am today of, uh, flying, uh, my RV-8 Wild Blue. It's an RV-8A that wants to be a fighter jet. <laughs> and, uh, with the fighter pilot at its controls it's certainly trying to achieve that goal. And, you know, the whole dreams without barriers thing that, uh, my wife, uh, LM Lunar Sawyer and I really try to promote with the Wild Blue Rodeo, uh, brand that she is the brainchild of. That's one piece of it with Wild Blue Rodeo and the RV 8A, Wild Blue. And then I've also, uh, have a T 28 we affectionately call Mad Dog because it's got marine markings on it. We do solo acts in that and also multi ship acts in that under Trojan Thunder, which uh, is six T 28s, up to six T 28s, all uh, flying with their routine formation and aerobatics as well. And to hear six uh, 1820 motors uh, coming over the top of you is a sound that few people really forget. And we're all about honoring the veterans and bringing those sights and sounds back in front of American audiences uh, to be able to relive a little bit of history.
1: Right on. And um, I also saw you out there uh, zooming around the race course at the Reno Air Races. Oh, man. I had never had the
2: opportunity to go to Reno until... 2018 believe it or not never had been there to see the races just wasn't I was avoiding it I just never did do it it always looked pretty cool from afar but I got the opportunity to go up there and and then somebody gave me a pass to go out to uh, pylon number three and watch everything (laughs) come overhead and to say I was instantly hooked was uh it's probably an understatement so I had to give me a little bit of that, and um, so I was ripe for it. And the opportunity came along to uh, to get into the De Havilland Vampire, which is a very fast airplane, and uh, and go around the racetrack. And uh, we had a great time. We're doing some great work in 2019 with Dark Shadows Team Race Eleven, and uh, had a couple unfortunate things happen with uh, mechanically. And otherwise, I think we'd have walked away with the whole thing. We set the we were on the pole with 500 and 13 plus miles an hour around the race course Uh, when the first team walked away from everybody else in the field. And then, uh, we never competed again.
1: So. Almost at the speed limit.
2: But that's racing, right,
1: Dick? That's right. That's that's aviation in general. And that's kind of what I want to start in out of this next break is uh, people look at all the kind of cool stuff, right? All the stuff that you see people flying really need airplanes. But there are challenges out there, and there are things that you need to go through. And I think a lot of people in life, when they're going after their big goals and, and their big dreams, they quit too early. They forget to be thankful for the ride along the way. So when we come back, we're here with John kirby fly jive, this is david costa i am the renegade aviator stay right there we'll be right back
0: call our listener line 888-366-5256 ask a question leave a comment 888-366-5256 excuse me sir there's been a little problem in the cockpit the
1: cockpit what is it
0: it's the little room in the front of the plane where the pilots sit that's not important right now you see the first officer is ill and the captain needs someone to help him with the radio do you know anything about planes
3: well i flew in the war but that was years ago i wouldn't know anything about it
0: would you go up please
3: the stewardess said that Both pilots. Can you fly this plane and land it? Surely you can't be serious. I am serious,
1: and don't call me Shirley. Doctor, I've
0: checked everyone. Mr. Stryker's the only one.
1: What flying experience have you had? Oh, I flew single-engine
3: fighters in the Air Force, but this plane has four engines. It's an entirely different kind of flying, altogether.
0: It's, it's an, an entirely, entirely different, different kind, kind of, of flying. flying.
3: Besides, I haven't touched any kind of plane in six years.
1: Mr. Stryker, I know nothing about flying. But there's one thing I do know. You're the only one on this plane who can possibly fly it. You're the only chance we've got.
2: speeding bullets more powerful than a locomotive able to leap tall buildings at a single bound look up in the sky it's a bird it's a plane
1: Wait a second. Did you miss an episode of my show? Well, we have your six. Aviation term there. We have your back. Search the Renegade Aviator radio show on that internet thing and you'll find all kinds of places where you can hear me. Technology, an amazing thing. AV, the number 8R, iTunes, SoundCloud, iHeart, Stitcher, Google Play. You can take me with you. David Costa, Renegade Aviator. See ya.
0: So places in the air and on air. Here he is, the renegade aviator, David Costa.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, David Costa, the renegade aviator segment two with Jerry Jive Kirby, fly, jive, fly. You can find him on Facebook, fly, jive, fly. You can see all the cool stuff that he does. He's flying wild blue, an RV8, a a T-28. Man, if you haven't seen a T-28 you may have seen T-6s. They fly around, make a lot of noise, but the T-28 sounds so much cooler. Big engine thing climbs like a, uh, climbs like I I can't say it on radio. This is a family show. Jerry, and this is more for the pilot side, but it's anything that we want to do with excellence. There's a certain level of expertise that you have to earn and it starts with kind of step one and uh, maybe give us a little bit of hint, a little bit of your insight as to flying high performance aircraft like you do.
2: Well, everything comes with discipline and uh, dedication to excellence and training and everything you do. I've always looked at that on the pilot side, and aviation is one of the things that, if you don't respect it, you're not around very long uh, in this world. So um, I fly up to six or seven different airplanes you know, throughout the year and jump from one to another. Some of them are high-performance supersonic jets uh, all the way down to my RV-8. But each one of them comes with a very detailed checklist, a detailed uh, studying beforehand, going over the emergency procedures, flows in the cockpit, speeds, limitations, and things like that, that you just have to know and respect in order to get the maximum out of the airplane and be safe in the airplanes. In the airshow world, I'm primarily focused on the RV-8 and the T-28, you know, two completely different airplanes. And when you're bringing them upside down, the aerobatic profile is completely different as well. So what performance you can get out of them. A lot of it just comes with having a baseline of of hours in the airplane before you start doing radical things with them. But I think for anybody out there that wants to get into this, you have to have a methodical approach. Somebody like such as yourself, Dave, you want to get into air shows with jets. I mean, I'll take you through a training program of not even flying for the first couple of days. We're just going to sit down and talk theory and and talk about the airplane and what the airplane is actually capable of doing. And then how does it present well? What are you really trying to do? What's your objective with bringing this airplane in front of a crowd of people? Because you can't flip-flop a jet. You can't flip-flop an RV-8. Yeah. You know? Save that for the extra 300 guys and the Edge 540 guys and the MH. Rob Holland's a great friend. I have a lot of respect for him. And all those guys that do that. So you have to know the mission of your airplane and what you're actually trying to get out of it. And then don't exceed those limitations. And then that's just the start.
1: It is, but we see this a lot today in the pilots I train. I fly corporate jets and fly other stuff as well. A lot of this spoon feed, it's either this mindset of spoon feed me or the other mindset is I don't have to do that work. It's fun to sit in the cockpit, but it is. You had mentioned something key right there, sitting on the ground and figuring out what it is you're going to do. Brief it, debrief it, learn those limitations. And what we say about air shows all the time, right? You're out there displaying and entertaining. And there is a level of entertainment there. We are there to serve that crowd who comes out. They want to see excellence and they want to see safety, but they also want to see that aircraft properly displayed. Is that a fair statement? They want
2: to see it flown to its capabilities. I don't even want to say flown to its limitations because. What you see in the airship world is not somebody taking it right to the edge. There's always a huge margin, if done correctly, and if they've flown to the training that we give them, there's a huge margin of safety built into that. So we want to fly it to its capabilities for the proper presentation we're trying to do. Outstanding. And you know, a plane
1: like the T-28, one of my favorite airplanes, big airplane, it's an airplane that you don't see that often at air shows. Explain to those that are not pilots kind of what that T-28 is about, maybe what it's capable of. And if they haven't seen one, and I know it's hard on the radio, but we try to give people kind of a visual about that T-28 neat, neat airplane.
2: Yeah. So think about a 40 foot long wingspan, uh, airplane sits up high about 12 feet in the air big old radial engine. By the way, that engine's the same engine that's on the B-17 bomber from World War II. That's a variant of that engine. So you can imagine the sound that it's gonna put out as it comes through. It was used as a primary trainer. The A model was the Air Force trainer, then the Navy had, and the Marines used the, the Bs and the Cs as their primary trainer. The Navy had a tail hook on it that would take them out and then do their first carrier calls. A very, very capable, very durable airplane and really tough, just really thick and tough. And I'll take it, um, I start way up high, like 5,000 feet, dive into the box, and I've got 300 plus knots on the airplane when I come screaming by, you know, with all that energy, and then pull it straight in the vertical, that big old hunk of an airplane going straight up and doing a roll, going in the vertical, and then come back and down and coming in for a loop. And that's how I open my show. Obviously, it's an energy depleting kind of an airplane, so. Things don't go up as high as they do at the very beginning, but it's still a graceful airplane as it goes through the sky. And I think anybody that's trying to do Warbird aerobatics and show off the airplane, you're not jerking the airplane around. It's graceful speed, and uh, you're just trying to flow it through the air and really present it and, and show off the airplane that way.
1: Well, it is, and that is an aircraft that how many countless pilots went on to the high-performance jets and to bigger airplanes and different airplanes in the military from that trainer— that uh, today, we don't see a lot of those T-28s out there, but it is one of those unique airplanes that if you have a chance to see Jerry fly that T-28, don't miss it, ladies and gentlemen. Jerry, people can reach you by flyjifly.com Is there a better way to hook up uh, and learn more about where you're going to be at the air shows and how they can find you?
2: Yeah, it's primarily on Facebook uh, is where the information flows. flyjifly LLC on Facebook. You can get uh, basically all the information you need about that. We just have already completed our first air show of the year. That was in Wild Blue, the RB88 It wants to be a fighter jet. And uh, that was down at Tavares, Florida. Planes, Trains, and Barbecue celebration they have. We've opened our season down there, I think, for the last five years running. And it's just a wonderful event. Uh, so we've already done one. We've got uh, Sun and Fun coming up for a couple of night shows here at the very end of this month and the 1st of April That's down in Lakeland, Florida. And you'll see us also over at uh, uh, Thunder Over Louisville in Louisville, Kentucky, for that celebration as well. So that's our next uh, couple of shows right there.
1: Right on. All right, ladies and gentlemen, coming back after the break, listen to my commercial messages. That's what pays for this show. David Costa, the Renegade Aviator, 888 366 5256, with Jerry Jive Kirby. We'll be right back.
0: Make aviation great again. David Costa, the Renegade Aviator. We'll be right back. He told me to say that.
3: We've probably all been in this situation before. There's always a little trouble as to find which is your seatbelt. <laughs> Various seatbelts. Then i normally have to go all the way. I don't know about you. But I would take this to its absolute maximum. And then give me a little bit of room. That pops in there. Nice and relaxed. And then rude people. As soon as the sign's off, they, say boom, they will immediately recline. Root, you know who you are. (laughs)
1: to the Renegade Aviator want a free team decal all you have to do is call my office 888-366-5256 and leave your name and mailing address 888-366-5256 we will send you a free Renegade Aviator team decal be the envy of your friends and family 888-366-5256 it's my way to say thank you and I'm grateful for you being a fan Renegade Aviator Come fly with me,
2: let's fly, let's fly away. If you can use some exotic booze, there's a bar
0: in far Bombay.
3: Come fly
0: with no, me. No, David, fly, I don't know why the FAA away. called. They just said they wanted to talk to you about Come that flyby? Fly oh, shh. the host of the Renegade Aviator, David Costa.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, David Costa, the renegade aviator. I couldn't do what I do without my lovely wife. And uh, Jerry Jive Kirby, uh, your wife works with you in the air show world. What a cool thing to have your life partner involved in your life passion.
2: Yeah, I think I work for her. You know, Lunar Sawyer is my wife, and everybody knows Linda in the air show circuit. She announces for all the stuff for Fungi Fly, 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 Wild Blue Rodeo, Trojan Thunder, our T-28 team as well, and uh, just does a wonderful job organizing as well as uh, other things that she's doing with bringing the air shows to social media with Airshow 360, her company that uh, does the social media aspect of producing these air shows.
1: Which is big nowadays because uh, what we're trying to do is get people to come out to the air shows. But fact of life, for those of us that uh, were born a little bit too early, I guess, is social media is it. Everything we do seems to revolve around social media right now. Yeah, it sure does. Jive, a little bit about your Wild Blue Act, because um, what I like about that with the RV, the RV is probably one of the more popular home-built experimental-type aircrafts that anybody can own. And so what you do with that airplane really showcases the aircraft. Tell us a little bit about why, and after flying fast jets like that, what the differences is with flying an airplane like the RV in front of the crowd.
2: Every airplane has its mission. Like you said, you can't really contrast it with a high-performance supersonic airplane. But if anybody has ever heard of the RV grin or flown an RV and have that uh, silly, stupid grin on your face when you get out of it, that grin says, I really can't believe this airplane is as fun to fly as it is. It has a flight control reaction that is very quick, but controllable, but just very quick. It just feels like a really sporty fighter-like airplane when you get in it. It's light enough that 180 horses that I have on Wild Blue produces performance that is enough. Like I said, I'm not trying to fly as uh, an extra or an edge or the other high performance airplanes would do. I'm trying to showcase what this airplane can do. And I call it the Everyman Act because every man's got an Air RV8. Every man can do what I do with the proper training. And silly things like if I'm doing a ground show at, at an airport with a runway right in front of me, the airplane will accelerate enough to where I can pull it off the ground and roll it on takeoff with plenty of margin, just tons of margin right after takeoff, do a roll, bring it back out of that roll, accelerate out for about five seconds, and I can come right into a half Cuban and then from there into a loop. And that's right from takeoff with a stock motor, and that's a 190-horse motor. So, Really just a nice flying qualities. When I'm doing those kind of maneuvers to open the show, I'm not super light. I've got a normal fuel load on. The only modifications I've done for the airplane is a smoke system. I put a flop tube in my right fuel tank and I put an inverted oil system on it. And that's just, uh, basically for only helps me for one maneuver. And that's when I'm pushing negative G's. So it really is an every man's airplane. It's a wonderful bird.
1: It is. I've flown the RVs, several models of them, but not quite to the skill level of you. So I've watched you do it. I know that you're very uh, humble about that, but what you do with that aircraft... Is uh, really nice It really showcases the aircraft And it, it shows people what can be done With an aircraft when you fly it I like what you said Within the envelope Not at the edges Not where you're uh, ready to damage yourself Or the aircraft But within the envelope And I think it's something That we don't see enough of today The old-fashioned stick and rudder And flying the aircraft uh, Believe it or not I've got jet pilots That uh, can't seem to hand-fly airplanes When they need to But that's a whole other story <laughs> We'll talk about that later we're coming up to the next break one more segment left with jerry jive kirby fly jive fly visit him on facebook take a look at what they're doing we'll be right back this is david costa i am the renegade aviator 888-366-5256
0: pilots are cool that's why i listen to david costa the renegade aviator so stay right there We'll be right back.
3: So they always say leave your seatbelt on. They say leave it on in case of turbulence. So you have to leave your seatbelt on, then the blanket goes there, then you then you try and sleep. But then sometimes the stewardess, there's turbulence, the stewardess comes around, she said, she goes, excuse me, sir, is your seatbelt on? And it's a very awkward moment when you have to lift and <laughs> <The> direct her. Yes. <laughs> So you've got all the things here, the armrests move, the tray comes down, we've even got food here, which we can go through, which is absolutely revolting. We've got the hardest
2: bread oh, <laughs> you'll ever get in the world. Once I get you up there, where the air is red,
1: Questions, comments, suggestions, or inspirational stories, call the Renegade Aviator, dial 888-366-5256 anytime and leave us a message. Want to listen to all of our shows? Find us on iTunes, Google Play, iHeart, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or anywhere you find podcasts. Just search the Renegade Aviator radio show, AV, the number 8R, RenegadeAviator.com.
0: David Costa, a legend in his own mind. The Renegade Aviator, in the air and on air. Here we go.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, David Costa the Renegade Aviator, segment four with Jerry Jive, Kirby, Fly, Jive, Fly, F-15 pilot, F-4, T-28, RV-8A, the list goes on and on, T-33, I can keep naming off aircraft, but I am grateful to have uh, Jive with us here today, and I say grateful because it's something we hear each and every week from people that are out there pursuing their dreams, achieving goals. It's gratitude first and foremost, But, uh, Jerry, kind of words of wisdom. As somebody that's come up, I'm sure you've had setbacks. I'm sure you've had things that maybe didn't go the way you would plan. What advice can you give, not just for an aviator, but for people in general when they go out? Who can justify joining the circus and flying air shows? I mean, we do it because we're impassioned by it and we're lucky to be in this great country. What kind of advice can you give people that are tracing their own gnarly,
2: crazy, wild goals? Well, I think simple. Don't take no for an answer. Don't let anybody tell you you can't do anything. I've been fortunate to have encouragement every step of the way, but I also see a lot of people that don't get that encouragement. And I said, you're hanging around with the wrong people. You need to have constant push to do what you can. See it through logically. Yeah, I can see myself doing that. Then you should never stop trying to do that. And don't just settle in life. You only get one chance in this life. So, you might as well live it every second of it the way you want to live it, not the way other people think that you should live it. But as far as getting into air shows, one of the things that Lunar and I have talked extensively about, and I patterned it, and we've, we've got one example of how we've done that. I patterned my entry into the airshow world because Big Doc, Fowler Carey, gave me a chance after I got out of the military to fly his T-33. So people need chances. And we've done that same Thing by uh, bringing on uh, past Thunderbird, Josh Tater Boudreau, as our second pilot with Wild Blue. You know, Tater was Thunderbird number two. For, uh, he was in there for three seasons because he went through the sequester uh, era. And now he's flying as a second pilot to stay in the air show, stay in the world that he loved to do. So that model is a great one to have. And we just kind of paid it back. But for anybody else out there that's got an aerobatic airplane that go, how do I break into this? You got to start calling some people you got to start surrounding yourself that yes you can people and not some of the guys that go well i see you as a competitor in the future so i'm not going to help you come into my world that's just wrong right and uh it's just totally wrong and that's not what i'm about and i'm open for any calls any time of the day people trying to get into this thing because we've got to grow our industry we're small we're a niche industry we need as many people, quality people, disciplined people, good flyers. That's what we need to in this industry to keep further in it and keep growing it.
1: It really is. And it's part of this whole thing, too, is I think when people just assume that because it may appear hard on the outside, that they ought to just quit early or, or not even try. And that's the worst. Feeling in the world for somebody, whether you're a kid growing up or whether you're somebody in the later stages of life, to not have even tried. The outcome is under your control, but, and trying is under your control. It's getting started and making that step. And it's the one thing we do here with the Renegade Aviator Radio Show. We put a call out to anybody in aviation. I have been blessed for what it's worth. I've been blessed my entire life, and Jive, I'm sure you have too, that people have stepped up and helped us. And so the goal is if we We can give back. I'm with you 100%. If we can give back to just one person, it makes it all worthwhile. So, ladies and gentlemen, stay in contact with us, 888-366-5256. Jive, thank you, first and foremost, for coming on the show today. I really appreciate it. If you're going to be out of sun and fun, we're heading out that way as well. And, um, yeah, really enjoyed having you on the show. Thanks, Dave. It was great to uh, talk with you. All right. Thanks again, Jerry Jive Kirby, FlyJiveFly.com. And we interview air show pilots each and every week. And I really want to put a shout out to anybody that's listening. I'm getting more and more phone calls each and every week. I really want to give some time in this show to address those. So number one, first and foremost, those people that are calling in with their comments at a show, most are positive. So thank you very much. I really do appreciate that. And we do listen to them all. I've gotten backlog We have gotten a ton of phone calls of people that are saying Hey, I want to do something in aviation I could use some help and some direction So if it takes a little bit, a couple of days Sometimes a week to get back to everybody that's calling in I ask for your patience And we will get back to you, each and every one of you And thank you for that Here's the other thing People were giving us ideas of people that we should interview for the Renegade Aviator radio show. And for that, I'm grateful. And here's what I'm looking for. People that are in aviation, people that have done things of excellence or have demonstrated excellence, people who have overcome great obstacles, people who have achieved great things in their lives. Focused on aviation. Why? We want stories. The story is what people should hear. It's what keeps people like you, those of you that are listening right now to the Renegade Aviator Radio Show, that story of other people going through their lives, chasing and pursuing their dreams, and facing things that would normally make someone else quit. It is those stories that is my mission to bring to you. And a lot of times it might be an air show pilot but there's a lot of military people and there's a lot of average citizens just like you and me that are doing great things every day so call my office 888-366-5256 and i will do my best to sort through these and bring the best of the best in aviation to you on the renegade aviator radio show 888-366-5256 we're coming back right after these breaks
0: Are cool. That's why I listen to David Costa, The Renegade Aviator. So stay right there. We'll be right back.
1: Remember, ladies and gentlemen, you can find The Renegade Aviator at this web address Renegade AV, the number 8R.com. Renegade Aviator. Dot com. So use that, stay in touch with us. We love to hear from you. And if you leave me your name and your mailing address, we will send you a Renegade Aviator team decal, free stuff, free swag. We love to do it. David Costa, Renegade Aviator, back after these messages. <laughs> And sometimes be upsetting sometimes you have a bad attitude don't let this happen to you renegade jets can help you recover from an upset pilots today simply do not practice the skills required to control the aircraft in all attitudes and within the entire flight envelope if you're a pilot and want jet upset training in real jet airplanes call 888-366-5256
3: so
0: I can hardly wait. Here he is, the host of the Renegade Aviator radio show, David Costa.
1: David Costa, the Renegade Aviator. At the end of this week's interview with Jerry, Jive, Kirby, you heard a reference to my airshow pilot journey, and I want to take a minute to focus on that. What did not make it onto the interview was my offline discussion with Jive, but I'll discuss part of that right now. Jive asked me a question: "Why do I want to fly airshows? Look, I'm by no means a new pilot. I have tens of thousands of hours and about a hundred different makes and models of airplanes, but I am new to airshow flying. So that was a very valid question, and it's something that I want you to consider in your pursuit of your dreams and your goals. Why? If you can't come up with a clear, concise "why, you're in trouble. So why become an airshow pilot? I interview airshow pilots all the time. Why do they do it? Do we become airshow pilots for the high pay? Do we become airshow pilots because of inflated egos and to impress people? If your path in life, your goal, your dreams are primarily for money or ego alone, your needles are in the red, Captain. Go back and listen to my other shows. Listen to the people that I interview. Just search the Renegade Aviator Radio Show. The reason I do this show, the reason I do these interviews, the reason I want to spend massive investments in jet air show aircraft, radio airtime, etc. is a valid reason. If the reason is to get rich or simply stroke our ego, then the journey is useless big money, and getting our ego stroked once in a while are not evil. Please don't get me wrong, but the journey from right here, right now, to that silly, stupid, crazy goal that you have, that I have, the journey should be just as fun, just as meaningful, and just as powerful as the final achievement. The why must be of value to someone or something other than pure selfishness. The journey will be difficult at times. The journey will try to hit you in the face and make you give up or question yourself. Good question. Why will you and I do the things that we are doing? Now, you want to know what my answer was to jive? Well, we're out of time. (laughs) Listen to my radio show or listen to me on podcast. Come out and see me with my TS-11 Iskra jet and watch the success of my sponsors and advertisers. And if you have a question or a gnarly goal in aviation and a dream of your own, call me, 888-366-5256. Call or text renegadeaviator.com to message me. I have my why for doing the stupid crazy things that I do. What is your why? This is David Costa. I am the Renegade Aviator. See ya. So be